Welcome back to the podcast. This is Casey. I'm Jill. And we are two Gen Xers and a microphone. Jill, if I described a podcast as having 80 million downloads and 8,000 listener reviews, would you think I was describing our podcast? Oh yeah, without a doubt, for sure. Well, we're not there quite yet. Okay. All right, you do the stats on this thing, so I trust you. Okay. Not quite yet. We're building it. But we did have our very first response to email to using the two genexers and a mic at gmail.com. All right. I know. So Baby we're well steps. on. That's it. We are well on our way, Jill. Well, the podcast that has 80 million downloads, which is quite the feat, is the minimalist who are Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus. And they are all about whether or not your life can be more meaningful with less. You heard them on a different podcast just recently, didn't you? I did. So I was listening to Dave Ramsey. Okay. I like the way he just gives it straight out mm -hmm. black and white to people. It's very popular. And so he had Joshua and Ryan, Ryan mm -hmm. on his show. And after I listened to them, I come like, oh, I want to see what they look like. Okay. I want to know a little bit more about their bios. Understood. And they how they got to this point in their life. Nice. So I Googled them. And what came up was 40 life lessons from 40 years. I love this. I, I mean, we have a few more than 40 life lessons and 40 years, but yes. I'm, I'm liking where this is headed. So I started reading them one mm -hmm. by one. Okay. And there's a few that really stuck out for me. It was, it was hard because each one I'm evaluating, but I want to just kind of give you my top one. Okay. And that was love people and use things. This one here is the title of Joshua and Ryan's next book. Okay. And the reason that this really catches my attention is because they're so right. When they say the opposite never works. So think about that. Using people and loving things. So shallow. Right. So meaningless. So true. So it's like if you want to have an abundant life with your talents and treasures, you have to love people and use things. And um, that's the, you know, very, very basic way, I think, to get along in life. I think that's wonderful. I think that if you also think about things as disposable, that is okay, right? That sits well. That also really ties into what they're all about, and that is less, right? Right. And But people aren't. And the impact that people have on your lives shouldn't be a commodity. That's really, yeah, when you said disposable, I thought, you know, people are not disposable. That's exactly right. No. And they need to know that they're valued. Mm -hmm. They make this world go round. Absolutely. And when we lose someone from this world, there is there is a hole. Mm -hmm. um, lucky for us, we have more people joining the universe mm -hmm. to help with those holes. But there's always 
a loss that's felt. Absolutely. And I think that, and what you were telling me, Jill, that's part of the reason why the podcast was founded was the losses that right. uh, one of them was having. And then it led to a really revelations and a lot of self-reflection and revelations about how we find meaning in our lives. And especially, I think you, if you do that work, you definitely can find it after loss, unfortunately. And that's what exactly what was happening is Joshua had lost his mother and he was losing his marriage Mm, to a divorce. And so led to a lot of introspective, you know, work, looking at my past, looking at my present. How do I want to live? Why do I want to live? What's important? Mm -hmm. What am I doing to my life? And so then that's when he called out to his best friend they got together and really dove into meaningful conversations and then started the minimalist. I love this. Maybe one day they will have us on their show. You know, yeah, I was just thinking that, Casey. I'm like, it, it mm-hmm. kind of could be kind of like a, a perfect marriage. It is. Yeah. Minimalist, we're all about hope. That's right. So, and when that's just it, like clearly Joshua's life did it, it took a turn, right? Yes. And I'm sure what he had laid out was not what happened, but he really did find the beauty in all of that. So it's like that collateral damage that happens when things turn out just as they're supposed to. You're right. You're right. Well, I too took a look at the list of 40. Very interesting list. I agreed with several of them. It was hard to narrow down my top choices. Now, I'm going to say, Jill, there are a couple that I'm not so sure I agree with, so I Mm -hmm. think we should probably dig into that, but we'll do that in later episodes, because I think this is a great topic, and these 40, we could probably spend an episode on On each one, one, right? But then it wouldn't be ours, it would be theirs, so we'll we'll also have to think about what we have to say for our life lessons. Well, that might be a later podcast as well. So one that really hit me after I read it and read more about it was scrolling is the new smoking and that what was being described is that our addictions are showing, right? We're so now addicted to having that phone on us at all times, scrolling through, be it social media, news, anything that you have, all of the hundreds of thousands of apps that are available for download that you must have, and you must have it right when it first comes out. And it's interesting, there are often times, so I'm fortunate to live in the part of the city where I can park my car and walk. And when I do walk, I typically don't even have my phone, but I take note of how many people walking are head down, with their phone. And then of course I have to check out people that are driving and I'm thinking, yep, you're on your phone. You're on your phone. Stop driving on your phone, right? But I love it that it's connected to, it's the new smoking because generations ago, smoking was what we did socially. It was the thing to do. It was not a big deal to sit down in a restaurant, have a meal, and have ashtrays and cigarettes as part of it. So we've replaced the ashtrays and cigarettes, thankfully, but what we have put in their place are our phones. Yeah, it is crazy to think about that. Mm -hmm. And just 
when you have your head down, you're missing out on life. Absolutely. The life that's yep. all around you that you can be active in. Mm -hmm. You are not active in that news. That's just a byproduct. Right. But, you know, your life is what's important. All that stuff on the news, all of that, you have no influence on that. Right. And so it's. I think it's really funny that it's head down and you're missing out on everything that's happening around right. you. Just look up. Just look up. Yeah. I mean, it's all around you. Mm -hmm. And I find, you know, peace when I get to put that phone on silent. Absolutely. I like that. Because mm -hmm. then I'm like, okay, one-on-one, -on -one, engaged. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I get to bring my full self to the table. Mm -hmm. um, so it's interesting you pick that one because the next one that I picked that was one of my top ones was a life without boundaries is a life without peace. I love this one. So I you think it. about the boundary of your phone. Mm-hmm. Because it does disrupt your peace. That's right. And you have to have those boundaries in your life in order to let yourself have that calming feeling. Mm -hmm. And to me, that builds a foundation. I think that's amazing. And it's interesting. Before I knew that they were boundaries, I can think about... As a kid, and you know, I'm sure it won't be a shock, Jill, that I was pretty sassy as a child. <laughs> that is not a shock. <laughs> <laughs> that I learned to say no to things that I wouldn't enjoy. That when I was given, actually given the choice, you know, by my parents or by my siblings, hey, do you want to do this? And I knew that I would basically be a party pooper. I would say no. And... Now, looking back, I was establishing boundaries for myself, certainly, but also for the people around me that I wouldn't disrupt their joy, that I wouldn't disrupt their activity because I was going to be sour about it, because it wasn't going to be something that I think I could be engaged in. And trust me, I'm not like some savant. I just, I didn't like it, so I didn't want to do it. But I think also that was helping me to form this relationship with people and saying I don't want to ruin your time because it's not something I want to do and I of course grew to know there are certain things that you do because you love the person you're doing it with it may not be something you love I'm all, always in support of that but it's just those things where if if I knew I would find no joy in it I would just hard pass <laughs> no you're exactly right because you don't want to be the one that's half-heartedly into right. the activity. You know, and if you know, hey, that's just not my cup of tea, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Then step back and let the others enjoy. Yes. You know, that's the beauty. We all like different things. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to say, no, that's not for me. Um, because then it disrupts your mojo that you have going on in your own life. Yes. Your own peace. Yep. So interestingly enough... I think these all probably tie, you know, if we were to read them over and over again, they all kind of tie one into the the next. One that I picked, Jill, is righteousness fuels the ego. Oh, that's a heavy one. Right, it is. Mm -hmm. And I think what's interesting about this is that we have become the monitors for what's moral for other people. 
and sometimes we do not hold ourselves to that standard, there's, I have just keep witnessing that there's a lot going on in the world with, well, it's okay for me, but it's not okay for you. Yes, that is going on right now. It just feels hot and heavy Mm -hmm. in that arena. And it's interesting because I think my mindset has often been, it's okay for you, it's just not for me. And that little change to me is about, it isn't about me. It's not about feeding my ego. And it's, I don't need for everything to be what I want it to be. And so there's not, then I don't have this righteous indignation. And I think that that comes out in when we're, we are looking at things that I can do it, but you can't when we have these double standards or when we put our morality on to someone else. Yeah, there's nothing worse than someone pressuring beliefs and the way to live onto someone else. Mm -hmm. Again, it constricts freedom. And we all are entitled to live free and to live joyously, to make our own decisions. That's the thing that, and I'm a pretty compliant person, Mm -hmm. and I've said this before, but if you tell me all of a sudden I can't do something, then I immediately want to do it. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And I should have the freedom to make my own decisions and to do that. Absolutely. One of the things that uh, Joshua and Ryan said in this one was that anyone, any human being, sorry, I started wrong, any human being who seeks to change another displays the ugly hubris of the ego. And I, first of all, love the word hubris. Like that was a, a word that kept coming up time and time again in the last four or five years because of the hubris that was being displayed on a national stage. Different topic. Uh-huh. Uh, but this, I love this, displays an uh, the ugly hubris of the ego. And I don't think people get that. Mm-hmm. When they go off, it's your quote-unquote Karens yes. out there. <laughs> right. When they go off on somebody and try to push mm-hmm. their own agendas, it can't be anything but ugly Because people have the right to their own choices. And what a world it would be if we all walked around doing the exact same thing. I mean, yes, we have to have laws. We can't have chaos. But, um, you know, within means. Right. You know, kind of thing. For sure. For sure. Okay, well, let me leave you with my final top Okay, third. Health is everything. Because it's true. And you've heard it. If you don't have your health, you don't have anything. Mm-hmm. And for me, health is its not just a physical thing. It's mental health. It's financial health. It's emotional health. And it's, and it's true. You can see how lonely the world is. Without your mental health, without your emotional health, you can physically, if you're restricted, you can see how much inactivity can bring you way down and restrict you on participating in different events in life. So to me, if you don't have your health, you don't have a life. I agree. And I love, Jill, that you just 
called out that it isn't your only your physical health, right? It is that emotional, the mental, your social health, right? All social. of it. Yes. And and it also isn't some of the habits that we think about. Oh, I need healthier eating habits. Oh, I we need healthier we need to be healthier in general and with that what are we putting into our entire bodies for our total health and it is so tough some days to not go down the rabbit hole of i'm gonna binge eat this bag of chips Uh (laughs) i'm gonna enjoy every single one of them and not feel guilty and then binge watch this tv show that i know does nothing for my intellection you know but we just get into this i would say kind of this rut and sometimes we take for granted that we do have our health mm-hmm. when we do and that also can be a slippery slope because it can go haywire at any given moment oh yeah it can slip right out from underneath mm-hmm. you and you wonder where did this come from yes why did this happen and um you know the thing about about your health and when you think about nothing is separated from the other my physical mm-hmm. health works with my mental health it's like your body your heart your lungs your liver it all works together absolutely and so you when you have something out of balance it's going to throw off the mm-hmm. whole system i agree so that is a primo one for me health is everything yeah i like it The last one that I want to share with you, Jill, is, and it kind of makes me giggle because you know me very well, and that is that empathy is overrated. Oh, that, uh, yeah, I can see why that makes you giggle. Right, Mm -hmm. so you know that my empathy is pretty low. (laughs) (laughs) However, I do believe the reason why I connected to this one is because while we keep saying we need to give grace and we need to have empathy, I agree with what Ryan and Joshua are saying is that I think actually what we need is compassion. And I do think that that's what is being confused for empathy because compassion is the concern for the misfortune of others. And that is super useful, right? Why would we not want to be genuinely concerned for others when they do have misfortune? As opposed to empathy is the ability to feel the suffering of others. And I got to tell you, the reason why I think it's really low is that is miserable. That is miserable. Why would you want to take that on? Right. And two, no one can ever fully experience what another person's going through. Mm -hmm. And you also cannot all of a sudden risk your own mental health Mm -hmm. because you're taking on too much from the other person Mm -hmm. so I don't think it's a good thing to try to even think you're going to step in someone else's shoes because one you can't and two it's a dangerous place to be Mm -hmm. I can be empathetic without actually needing more empathy I can I can come in and read a room and the feeling in the room, whether it's positive or negative, if it's tense, if it's cautious, and know how to be in that room Mm -hmm. without having to then be 
super positive, super negative, cautious. I don't have to take that on. I can, again, you like, so I can be empathetic without actually taking it all in. Yeah. Well, and I think the thing with compassion too is that no one can understand exactly what you're feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. But we never want to have one someone feel less than. Absolutely. And I think you're so right about we don't we don't feel what others feel the way they feel it, right? So your happiness and my happiness feel very different. And I think too, we are not as a human nature great about expressing the actual feelings that we are having. We don't identify them as what the actual feeling is or the actual emotion is. And so then I think it makes it even more challenging to be full of empathy for someone else or to, you know, even try to take that on. So yeah, mm-hmm. right. That one really hit me too. Well, I love that we shared these as mentioned, maybe we'll be a guest on someone else's podcast. Shout out. That's right. right. Minimalists, we're talking to you. That's right. You hear us loud and proud. And who knows, maybe we might get to like a thousand downloads. Yes. Let's start there. A thousand. Right. And then before long, a thousand is going to turn into 80 million. Before long. That's how math works. That It is. Mm-hmm. You just keep adding one. <laughs> One at a time. One at a time. And who knows, we may pick up two new listeners through Ryan and Joshua because they're going to just think we're fabulous. That's right. That's it. Yep. And then, okay, so as promised, listeners, we're going to come back to a couple of these in future podcasts, so stay tuned to that. Thank you so much, Jill, for introducing this as a topic. It was not on my radar. I love it when people share new podcasts with me. And um, I've heard of the minimalist, that too, the minimalist, (laughs) but I have not been listening and now I'm just going to go add them to my Spotify list because I think they're pretty awesome and what they're, what they're saying. And I agree with you. I think it is a great connection to the topics that we cover. Yes. It's uplifting Mm -hmm. and it's about living your best life. Mm -hmm. And that's what you and I want to do is live our best life no matter what curveballs come our way. Our life is lived exactly how it's supposed to be lived. Right. And we do not want hope stealers. No hope stealers allowed. No hope stealers. That's it. That's it. But we do definitely want to see if we can find more meaning in our life with less. I like it. All right. We're going to leave you on a high note with hope. Bye-bye. If your life didn't turn out how you thought it would... You are in the right place. If you're confident that life turned out exactly as it was supposed to, then tell us what you'd like to discuss and why. You can reach us at two Gen Xers and a mic. That is the number two, G-E-N-X-E-R-S-A-N-D-A-M-I-C at gmail.com.